Let's pray. Father, you know, as I said to you in worship, uh, you, you've got to anoint me, lead me through this. And so I just ask your anointing, your leading. Holy Spirit, have your way. Again, like I said earlier, you're so good and you're so patient with us. And so I thank you. And I just, I just need you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, <clears throat> the Lord blessed me by doing the funeral, and um, when my dad died. Uh, my brother did the funeral <clears throat> and he said I'll do dad's you do mom's and I said sounds good to me because I'd like to do it <clears throat> and so um, it came as it came I thought oh dear God how do you take Margie Blackburn's life and condense it she was almost 94 she would have been 94 July 17th so she was more 94 than she was 93. And so I just asked him to begin to place, put together what I could say and do to honor her. <clears throat> Kurt, when it was over with, he's such an exhorter, and I so appreciate what he does and how he always feeds, gives us feedback, Rick and I. He wrote this after... Uh, after the funeral was over, he said, I never took notes at a funeral, but everything you said was just like lessons from Margie. Choose to love, learn to love, love life. Work through offenses. Welcome people into your home. Let people know that they have value. Choose to serve. Your mom would be so proud and honored of how you shared who she was. You nailed it in 20 minutes. Well, I don't know, maybe you went longer, but it was perfect. <laughs> and I did go longer. I did. I had someone behind me kind of edging me, you know, trying to get me to stop. And I thought, this is my day with my mom, and I'm going to share it. And I did. My mom, and I want to I wanna say this, my mom was passionate she spoke her mind. Sometimes she believed her mind, which was not always a good thing, and it wasn't always the right thing. She, she gave and gave and gave. And she served and served and served. That's the next book. I wasn't going to do that. Thank you. <clears throat> so we always joked and teased, this is not going to be like the other day. We always joked and teased, I did, because my mom would say to us, I always wanted kids. I always wanted kids. But I would have liked to have had you guys when you were 18, is what she would say. <laughs> 
<laughs> she'd say, because <clears throat> she really didn't like taking care of, you know, the, you know, but she did it. When Teresa was born, uh, she spent hours every night in a, a chair rocking her. I, I'd shared that in, at uh, the funeral. And she had five, mis uh, she, she lost five babies. And when she'd get so exasperated with us, I'd say, just think, Mom, you've got five on this side and five on the other side. <laughs> and we'd just laugh. We'd just laugh. <clears throat> Mom... Mom um, taught us a lot of things, but she also struggled with things, and I learned from her struggles as well. I learned that you can't just trust every thought that comes into your head. Mom would tend to do that to uh, a lot of degrees. And um, she, but she would always she would get frustrated and she'd tell her mind or speak her piece. And if, if she felt there was an injustice, she would tell you about that injustice. But the next time she saw you, she treated you good, always. <clears throat> she always did. She loved the neighbors and it didn't matter that they were clean or dirty or accepted socially didn't matter to her. In fact, I've got some pictures of her with the neighbors make me cry. She didn't care. She just didn't care what other people thought of her. Um, but <clears throat> one of the things that I realized after she died, and I wish I would have learned this or, or realized it before, mom was always teaching, always. As a matter of fact, here's how much she taught. When I was a little kid, uh, we would set on the, from, from the time I can remember, mom would go pick beans, and we would set on the porch, and uh, we would grab a pan, and we would snap beans with mom every year, from the time that I could remember. And <clears throat> I am now in my 30s, and I have my own garden, and <clears throat> I would take my green beans over to my mom's because we loved sitting on the porch snapping beans. And up until I was in my 30s, she would say, now, Phyllis, you know how to snap them, don't you? And she would, finally, I said, Mom, <laughs> I have done this since I was a little kid. Don't you think I know how to snap a bean? Do I look that dumb? <laughs> you know, just, oh, my gosh. And, and I realized Mom couldn't help but instruct. She, that's who she was. She'd be sewing something. And she'd say, now here, let me show you how to do it. And I'd say, Mom, <clears throat> I'm going to never sew. I don't like sewing, and I will never do this. You do not have to show me this, you know. It was just Mom. It was just Mom. But one of the things, and I talked to Bran about this, was I didn't realize how much she treated us differently in a good way. She loved every one of us and instructed every one of us. She didn't treat us different in that way. But she treated each one of her kids differently. And she would say to me, I've got five different kids and five different personalities, and I have to treat each one differently. And I think, oh, come on, Mom. You know, I, I don't get that. You love us all. You da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> and I found out 
after she died, as I asked my brothers and sisters and the grandchildren, what stuck out to you about mom? One, one or two that were similar personalities said, mom taught me to work, taught me to over to do it well. She taught me to that there's nothing that we couldn't do, that we can do anything we set our mind to it. We walked and picked nuts and berries and walked in the woods and um, we just en I just enjoyed everything and she taught me to overcome and, and accomplish it, you know, do it, you can do this. Ashley did not get that, did you Ashley? Ashley could have cared less about the woods, nuts and everything else, she, not interested. So when mom got with Ashley, they talked about their cars. My mom loved her car, and Ashley loves her cars. And uh, she, would talk to, she would talk to Ashley about her freedom and her cars. I, I personally did not know that. I didn't know it. That's what those two would sit and talk about. She had uh, another uh, a granddaughter that was a people pleaser, was nervous, always wanting to please people. Mom taught her not to do that. Don't, don't do that. Your time is valuable. Do what you feel you're supposed to do, and you don't have to please everybody. Uh, Brant was like more of like his mother, who Brant would go and he would sit with mom and dad, and they would enjoy supper together, and she would ask him about her day. And she would ask Karen about her day. And Kenny and Eddie would go on the weekends on a Saturday. They loved eating breakfast together. They loved sit and talk. And mom would crack her one-liners, and it made Kenny laugh. He just laughed. He loved mom's, that, that time with mom. Now, it wasn't always perfect. Sometimes when you get up and share somebody's life, it looks like this beautiful life. It wasn't perfect, believe me. We had our difficulties, and so did my mom. She had a lot of things to overcome. So did we. Growing up with my mom, <laughs> we had things to work through. But she taught all of us to work through them. She taught all of us. Don't hold an offense. My mom taught us, no matter how, many, how anyone treats you, you don't treat them back the same way. Now, you can have a confrontation. You can tell them how you feel. But when it's over with, you better make sure that when you see them on the street or see them somewhere, that you say hello and you treat them very good. Scripture. If someone offends you, forgive them. <clears throat> let, me, let me read a word. I looked to this up. Proverbs 19.11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. It's his glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19.11.
overlook. Get through. Go to the Lord when you're hurt by somebody. Go to the Lord and keep going until that offense is removed. It took years, but it was removed. It was gone. It's gone now. And it, I have it with different people throughout the years. And, and one of the things that I would hear from people was that um, the, 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 her best friend said to, I think Cheryl, I don't know where Cheryl's at, but she said, the thing that Margie taught me was that she knew this, this person didn't like her. And she said she never treated him any differently. Never. She said she taught me, don't treat him any different. And I thought, what wisdom? Because you see, the Lord is patient with us. And I was up there. I started crying when I was worshiping because I realized how patient he is with us. And he gives us time to work through things. And he, he waits on us. And if we will overcome, he will get us to the other side. And it's sweet. The other side is sweet. And it has been. I have been thankful over and over and over that I didn't back away, that I didn't quit being nice to someone that had hurt me. I got news for you. You cannot live in this life without getting offended or hurt. But you know what's interesting? As I was looking up scriptures to this, I come across the scripture in Luke 17, and Jesus said, stumbling blocks are going to come. But he doesn't say, I'm so sorry that they come. He doesn't say that. You know what he says? Stumbling blocks are going to come. Don't be one of them. Don't you be one of them. That's what he says. He doesn't go, oh, so sorry. <laughs> he said, make sure you're not one of the stumbling blocks. I'm no victim is what, this, what the song says. Don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. Jesus says in Revelations, to him who overcomes... Let's look at that word. To him who overcomes must mean I've got something to overcome. Or he wouldn't tell me that. Seven times. <laughs> seven. I think seven. I think he says in the end, seven. The, the, the message to the church. It's either seven or five. I'm not sure. To him who overcomes. I will give the tree of life. To him who overcomes, I will write your name. I mean, I will not take your name out of the book. To him who overcomes, you will get to eat from the tree of life. To him who overcomes. And so that's what we were taught. And we didn't do it pretty. We didn't. We weren't pretty when we were doing it. But we did it. We did it. And we're going to have to continue to do it. It's not over with. As long as I'm on the earth, I get offended. And as long as I'm on the earth, I'm going to have to overcome. It's just that simple. But I have grace, and I've got a God. And so 
I learned that. I learned that from my mom. But don't get me wrong, she, the dementia made it hard in these last days. And it was getting tough, and mom had, was going backwards in time. And um, she was telling stories over and over and over, and she'd forget that she told you the same story, and she'd corner you, and you, you just wanted to about pull your hair out. And, and I'm not kidding. And um, <laughs> mom would say to us, we'd, we'd get upset, or she'd do something that make make us mad, and she'd look at us and say, get it out. <laughs> Go ahead. Let your feelings out. Later, when I became a uh, strong Christian and read the Bible, I said, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good lesson. <laughs> that wasn't good, Mom. <laughs> you know, you should have, you should have beat me, actually, was what I'd say. I'd say, Mom, you were crazy. You should have beat the tar out of all of us. I said, how you put up with this? Actually, I've got a funny story that I didn't get to tell. <laughs> My mom could, she was a softie, and you could just about talk her into anything, and um, especially with us kids, and, but <laughs> she was softy with dad, too, and, but when she'd get mad, instead of beating us, which she should have done, she'd hit herself in the head, and she'd go, oh, and she'd pound herself on the head, and when her and my dad first got married, she grabbed a shoe, Knocked herself out. <laughs> it's just, that's a funny story, if you ask me. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'd say, Mom, why didn't you beat us? Why did you hit yourself? That didn't that didn't work, you know. You should have. You really should have, because uh, I lived in the house and I knew how bad it was, <laughs> you know, with us kids fighting and teasing and and the whole bit. Actually, when the when I realized I couldn't only have one, the Lord said, well, it's either that or what you had when you were growing up. And I said, I'll take the one. Because <laughs> it was tough. It was. We had an older brother, and there were two girls. And, and then Kenny and Teresa come along and, and tease constantly, constantly, you know. And they'd be like, stop the teasing, you know. But it's life and kids. <laughs> so, but we didn't know like Karen said, we didn't know what mom was like outside of us. We didn't understand. We didn't know that she taught the Sunday school kids the catechism class, and they loved her. She was fun. She made it interesting. They cared about her. We didn't know that. We heard that she taught catechism, but we didn't know, you know, that all the kids just loved her. Actually, a lot of times we would get, oh, your mom cornered me again, you know. And so we thought that, that she just bothered. I did. I thought she bothered people. Found out that they loved her. She never met a stranger. You never came into our house that you didn't sit down and eat. And if she had supper on the table, actually, I told this to Ashley the other day. What was it was I, we were doing? Oh, it was the bacon. I said, if this would have been mom, I, I would have given you my piece. But 
it's not mom. So I get, I get the bacon, I get the extra piece, and I, we start laughing. She only wanted two, and it was fine. But mom would, would offer you to come in, and she taught us, you make people feel welcome when you come into this house. And we would, as young girls, uh, we would have to, as soon as company would come in, as soon as their friends would come in, we would, I didn't as much because I didn't know how to do it, but Karen would put the pot of coffee on and we would serve them the coffee while they would sit on the porch or in the kitchen and, and visit. She taught us to serve. She taught us to serve people and serve the church. I was so glad we were not allowed to miss church. We went, and we had to go. You didn't miss it. You had to go. And years later, I remember thinking, thank you. Thank you for making me do that. Thank you for not letting me get out of going to church. I so appreciate it. Because as I got older, I, I thought, I can't miss church. I can't miss being with the Lord and with other people. She taught us that. She taught us to, uh, if we wanted to do something, don't quit. Just don't quit. And so um, I'm not as um, creative as Karen. Karen got more of mom. And... Um, I'm not that, I'm not creative. And uh, I didn't want to sew. Uh, I'd love to paint, but don't have that ability. Karen will be able to do that. Mom started when she was in early 59, 60, and, and painted. She was so good. She just did it. She decided to do whatever, whatever she wanted to do, she could do. And um, I wanted to dance. Uh, back in 90, the 91, we had uh, the dance in the church had become popular. And, and I, I could always carry, I only had, always had rhythm, so I was fine with that. But coordination was not my uh, hand-eye movement. I, I can't stand to do intricate things because I, I just, oh, I just about could lose it. And but I thought it could dance, and so when I went to the dance conference, I realized I can't do this. I can't pick up the moves. It's too hard. But I decided that I don't care how long it took me or what it would take, I was going to dance. And so <clears throat> I did it over and over and over and over until I accomplished the task until I got it. That would have been my mom. You don't quit until you do it. You don't quit. You don't quit until you do it. That's our God. You don't quit overcoming your sin. If you have an area that you're sinning in, just because you fall, and you fall, or a habit... You don't quit. God has patience with you. Keep at it until you're free. 
Keep at it. The Lord will walk you through. He'll get you through it. You can overcome. Might take time. The problem is we think if it takes time that it'll never happen and that God's upset, but he's not. He's not. Overcome. Keep going. Keep doing the things until you are free. Keep doing it. Because you're always going to find something else that needs to be corrected. Yeah, just get on that path. Just keep doing it. Overcome. Believe what the Lord says. I will say this. One of the things that would have been good is that mom would have not believed every thought that came into her mind. They're not always from you. They're not always wisdom. They'll come in. You've got to be a gatekeeper. I had heard a teaching back when I was 18, 19, and they said, you've you got to be a gatekeeper to your thoughts. And I thought, oh, dear God, you don't know my thoughts. This is totally impossible. And it's taken years. But it works. You just keep going at it. You just keep doing it until you're free. So, love and keep loving. Persevere. It's all what Peter and all of them say. Persevere. Keep loving. If you get hurt, forgive. And if you can't do it, yes, tomorrow or the day after that, you've got the rest of your life, so keep going. Use the blood. Use what the Lord gives you. Use the blood to cover yourself and to cover your thoughts and to cover your sin and to cover everything else. And make sure you, and make sure you love him first and the people around you. And you will have accomplished the task. I want to tell you something. I do enjoy... I enjoy going to a funeral and hearing about a person's life because a lot of times you can meet a person and you only get a little facet of who they are. But when you go to a funeral, you get to hear different people's experiences and you'll find things about them that you never knew that is sweet. You will have on on the end of your life and when you stand before the Lord he will go over your life make sure you do the best at accomplishing the task that he gives you and you will have done well you don't have to accomplish my task you just have to accomplish your task mom didn't have to accomplish anybody else's task to make an impression and to change people's life. All she had to do is take care of her five kids, be a part of her church and her community, love the people around her, forgive, and be hospitable. And she accomplished the task that was set before her. It's early. It should. That's all I really have to say. So let's stand. Laugh at yourself. Mom learned to laugh at herself. She, she laughed at herself. She laughed at all the, the goofy things and the things that she screwed up. And, 
Actually, one more story. <clears throat> My mom would fall, usually when we were walking. She would, when she got older, she'd fall, but she never got hurt. And she, I always knew when she fell that she was not hurt. And she'd give me that look, and I'd laugh like crazy. And she'd say, there you go again, laughing at me, you know. And then she would laugh. But she was with Karen. She was on some medication. And she was with Karen. And when she walked out of the doctor's, she hit the cement. And she messed her face up. I mean, it was bad. It, it was very traumatic on Karen. But when they stopped to show me that mom had fallen, <laughs> I can still laugh. She had this piece of tape, and she had it down her nose and across. And when she looked at me, when she stopped and they showed me how bad she was, I looked at that tape, and she knew what I, <laughs> she knew what it looked like, and we both looked at each other and burst out laughing. And I thought, I'm sorry, Mom, and we're, we are both, and she's, I've got a picture of her laughing over the fact that she had fallen. That was bad. I mean, her face was black and blue, and, but the, the tape was hilarious, and um, she laughed. She just laughed, and we both, we just both started laughing. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> There's, we, we just laughed. And it was like, oh, Mom, what a gift. What a gift to be able to laugh at yourself. What a gift to be able to go, Dad, don't take yourself so seriously. So, Father, help us to laugh at ourselves. Help us to love. Help us to, to endure wrong uh, things happening to us. Help us to overcome because truly this wasn't as much my mom as it was you. Because you are the overcomer. You are the one that sees joy. You are the one that loves. You are the one with the patience. And so I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the patience that you have for us. I thank you for what you uh, uh, are trying to make us into because it's freedom to love. It's freedom to forgive. It's freedom to overcome. It's freedom to be able to know that we don't have to be tormented. It's freedom to live in your word and to follow it. Total, total freedom. Oh, Father, I thank you. Now, uh, amen. And I just want you to uh, hear one more thing. It's not tapes. Hopefully you can hear me. Mom, in the last 10 years, maybe, Karen, Mom, when Mom had her heart attack when she was 80, on top of a roof, you know, it's like shoveling snow off. You couldn't keep her off of this stuff and you all oh, the neighbors it's like you wanted to go we didn't know we didn't know i promise you we didn't know it started to progress the dementia now mom remembered all of us and she she remembered a lot of things you can sit down i'm gonna finish this up i, I didn't mean to do this 
Um, but mom started to digress, but she remembered us, but she, she also was forgetting and kind of going backwards. And um, then in 85, when she was 85, 86, she had open heart surgery, which made it even worse. Then my dad died when she was 87. And so we had a tough time. And plus she had, um, she had a problem with her face uh, that just shocked every, if she would get upset, it just, the pain was unbearable. And so for us, it was, it was tough. And um, the last, especially six years after dad died, it was rough. And three hours of her repeating everything, and, and um, it made us, it, uh, it unnerved you. And we would lose our patience. And I would lose my patience. Or she would lose her hearing aid, and we'd have to yell to try to get her to hear us. And then she'd say, why are you yelling? And, um, and then she'd say, oh, I can hear you. And it'd be like, I'm losing my voice, and you can't hear, and you're smiling at me, and I know you can't hear a word I'm saying. It got real difficult. And I define myself going, I, I can't, I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> I think I love her, but I can't do this because I'm losing my patience. So we kept praying, how do we do this? We kept overcoming and overcoming. And I prayed and said, Lord, it's getting to where mom is lonelier and lonelier, and she can't remember that you were there the day before. So Karen and I and the rest of us, we took a day to be there, and we tried to be there like three hours at a time uh, so that we, we could be there and she could talk to somebody because it was getting worse. And, and uh, this one night I just went, I can't do this. If you don't do something, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't be there three hours and being asked the same thing over and over or hearing the story or hearing I'm lonely. I, I just, it was starting to really wear on me. And so on my way over to my mom's, and now I'm sharing this because I want you to know this is our God. He's so kind. And I'm on my way over and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do anymore. You've got to help me. And all at once, an old card game that my mom taught me, I began to think about. And so when I get into the house and I fix her something to eat, I sat down and I said, Mom, do you remember this card game? Now, mind you, she hadn't lost her total memory. It's just that she was forgetting more, like the recent, short term, short term. So I started messing with this card game, and pretty soon we figured it out. I went, hmm, she hasn't said anything about her past or asked me the same question. I said, hey, Mom, do you remember the old uh, uh, game, uh, uh, card game, Go Fish? Because I remember we played it with my grandmother as little kids, and it's an easy game, if I can remember right. So, no. I said, well, I've got internet. I'm going to find out what the rules are, and we're going to play. 
So mom and I began to play three hours worth of go fish. And we laughed and we talked. And so we continued that and then we came up with Yahtzee. And my mom, she would get Yahtzee after Yahtzee after Yahtzee. I'm not kidding. And she'd say, you can't beat a winner. Or, and to me, she'd say, you can't win a winner. I'd say, yeah, tell me about it, Mom. You're right, because she kept beating us. You know, I mean, she did. She she'd kept beating me. Pretty soon, I'm thinking, I don't care if you have dementia or lonely or not. I want to win one of these games. You know, <laughs> it's just like, hey, what's going on here? And I had said to the Lord, I said, I don't want my last days with Mom to be rough or to be frustrated. I don't want that. And so pretty soon we are doing the game and we were enjoying each other again. And then when Karen took mom to her house, there was a peace, there was a patience like I have never, ever had before. It was supernatural. And my mom would lay there and she would thank us for everything that we did for her. She would smile at us. Actually, she had gotten up and had gotten out of the bed before Karen could grab her. And Karen uh, gets a hold of her. She runs down. And, and my mom said, I was praying that an angel would come. And she went, hi, <laughs> to Karen. That's who our God is. The end of mom's days were sweet. She looked at us and said, I love you kids. I loved you from the day that, God, that you were put in my arms. I've always loved you. And we said, oh, mom, we love you too. And we showed her, and she knew it. I had said, Lord, don't let the ending be anything but sweet and good. And today, as I was looking, I was praising the Lord. I said, you answered my cry. You always do. You always do. He's a good father. He's a good God. Go today and have fun. Amen. Amen.